Does going to therapy mess with your relationship? Should your partner be your therapist? Is being married easy? This is actually like a really good question, guys. And this is also basically life, looking at how folks are sexing, loving, and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Nuga. Hi, my name is Anthony, and I am a lawyer living in South Africa from Kenya. That's Anthony, pronouns he, him. This superstar has a bio and a half, so settle in, because they are the former program manager at Pan Africa Ilga, the ex-executive director of the Gay Kenya Trust, a lawyer, have worked as the legal and human rights officer at GALC, right? Now they're called GALC Plus, so you know, look out for that one. And sat on the advisory panel of the Queen's Young Leaders Award and is currently on the board of directors for the House Rainbow and the Idaho Committee. Hey, because also, you know, homie gotta earn the co-ops. He currently works for the United Nations Development Program, UNDP, as a policy specialist, African LGBT networks on a part-time basis. Oh yeah, also, because why not, also has a mental health podcast called The Padded Cell. Look, homie's doing all of the things. Okay. You know what? So you are the first person in this segment. And this seg- okay, so I'm just going to explain the segment right quick. Okay. The segment is called Inner the Streets, right? Which inner the Streets. Inner the Streets because it's all about being in the internet streets. Uh-huh. And this is where you tell me what the last thing you googled was. The last thing I googled was actually something to do with the Botswana court cases. Uh-huh. So it's not <laughs> It's absolutely nothing to to do with anything that you were thinking of. <laughs> I, I was I was doing research on on a paper, a book chapter that I'm writing on the cases case law in Botswana. So the decrim cases in Botswana, the different decrim cases around mm-hmm. the continent. So that was the last thing. So I, the last, literally, the, the last, last thing, thing I googled, googled was um, something about the Botswana case. But if we go back a few searches, <laughs> you know, I can actually, sh- I can. Okay, actually, can you know it. what? You can get it. I can get it. You can um, get it. Like, pull it out because the reason I I want to do this is because I was going through my internet search history the other day, and it was just a dumpster fire. I think I was I googled uh, AKA and Nadia Nakai, mm-hmm. and then afterwards I googled a word that I thought I was using wrong. I'm not going to tell you what word it was, but I was using it incorrectly and it's fine. Okay. And then I don't remember. And then I think I did Google some porn. I haven't Googled porn in so long because I have a list of favorites on, on X hamsters. So no, you know what? I, we'll I, talk about that. I love that for you. No, I love um, that. I'm, I think there also comes an age where you just have your favorites. Oh, and yeah. You just, and you just, I can't be wondering this. No, things. you just know exactly what you want for that particular moment in time and mm-hmm. you go for it. And you go Get for it. it. Do your thing. And you move, move on. on. Okay, Continue so, writing. So, so what was the thing? <laughs> my my search history is the most boring search history. <laughs> I, so the the last thing I googled was uh, the Botswana thing, and then there was process for applying for observer status at HCACHPR. <laughs> and then such an adult. there is Doctor Who because Doctor Who. I am a complete you know oh, fan fan of Doctor Who. <laughs> And then I googled Amber Heard for some reason. Oh, is it because of the Johnny Depp case? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
transitions in Adobe Premiere. Okay. <laughs> Soup recipes. Okay. Okay. Um, I think you've now changed the nature of the colitis. Of the, what colitis? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The 14th doctor. And then I also Googled a word. Oh, okay. What word did you Google? Sanctimonious. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Thank you for changing the nature of this segment. I'm now going to ask people what the last, like, five things they Googled is. Because I think it it has range. It eh? does, doesn't it? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. So, you know. Because the the fact that I was Googling cases in Botswana and then I Googled something about ACHPR... And then there Doctor was a, Who. Doctor Who. And then you, and then but you had to recipes. find and find out what sanctimonious and, is. Yes, thanks. because now I want to Google that. It it means that you're like what? I, you can feel what it means. Yes, but you're it's like one of those words. One of those words. But it isn't it. Is it? Uh, Jesus, I actually just Googled it. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's something about being overly morally yes it feels like it has a moral yeah. element to it about being right yeah being right yes. okay cool alright thank you for being part of the segment I You're love welcome. you and You're introducing welcome. it thank you and and I'm sorry it wasn't as juicy as no it was it plenty juicy <laughs> no it actually was plenty juicy and actually quite fun okay alright alright so now we're doing the actual interview my G Mm-hmm. Welcome. Thank you very much. Welcome for coming back. Ah, yes, I was the first, wasn't I? You were the first. Ah, oh my gosh. How many <laughs> you years were my ago first. Like, like, because, you know, I messed around and didn't record a podcast for like six months. I was like, so I did like the first season. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know. I just recording a podcast just seemed hard. But yeah, so now we must start the podcast in the way we're supposed to start the podcast, where I ask you, are you good? How are you, my baby? I'm good. I am good. I am busy as fuck, but You stay good. booked and busy, though, you. Hey, I, you know, it's, you know, boy's got to earn a living. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be recording podcasts all the time. Right. Uh, ooh, I, hello. <laughs> but like, no, some of us are like getting our asses handed to us by statistics. My G. Oh. Statistics in psych is not a real thing. Is not a real thing. It's just so statistics hard. in psychology. Yes, it's so hard, and you have to run SPSS tests and things. Oh dear lord! I, I I'm thinking I might actually be heading that direction because I'm I'm also doing a law and psychology course and um, mm. over and above the work that I'm doing. Yeah, because because you don't you don't want peace. You because want I don't want peace. You don't uh, want peace. Waking up at 4 in the morning and going to bed at 11 p.m. Can we talk about how you reply messages at 5 a.m.? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're going to talk about that. And at lunch, we're going to talk about that too. But first, we're going to... The last time you were on this podcast, you were getting... You were getting married or you'd just been married? Like, no, you were getting married. No, you'd just been married, married. And I think you guys both forgot to book your... Honeymoon. Yes, we did. We forgot to book our honeymoon. How that did was... everyone forget to book your honeymoon, my G? It was it was just one of those moments where <laughs> I I am expecting him to do something. He was expecting me to do something, and we didn't communicate about it. So <laughs> communication in marriage is key. Is key. <laughs> yes. So now, actually, so fast forward, it's been like a year and some change. It's How is married been, life going? It's been five years since I got married. Well, uh, it can't have been five years. How long have we been in the pandemic? Two years. So it was five years. Oh, three years, isn't it? Three years. Yeah. 
This is the third year of the pandemic. Son of a goofball, <laughs> bitch! We've been in a pandemic, and it's been five years since you got married. It's so now, when we years. talked on the pod on the podcast, you guys had just been, been married. married. It yeah. was about a year in uh, or so. I can I can't remember when it was. So how is it going? I know you now live in the Greater Josiburg area. Yes. You are hosting dinners. Am I hosting dinners? I feel like the last time I met you, like hosting a dinner of like a thousand. I'm always hosting dinners. <laughs> um, yes, it's it's been good. It's it's got its challenges. It's got its ups and downs, but it's been it's been amazing. Um, we've got two dogs now. Of course, you They're guys done. are just peak gays, aren't you? And Imani, yes, peak gays, but you you they're Rottweilers, so uh-uh, hey. that's not peak gay. <laughs> two Rottweilers. And uh, we bought a house, and we 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 actually doing okay. You're doing okay. Yeah. We're learning every day how to live with each other. It is it's not a thing that stops. It isn't a thing that stops, is it? No. Because actually navigating life with another human, like, and you think you're going smooth sailing, and then whoppa. Yeah. Like I will, cause you know, podcast safe space. I will not lie. So, like, me and Sipu have been doing smooth sailing for, like, guys, what, like, feels like an eternity now? Mm. Yo, did we not show each other flades last night? <laughs> la- not even that long ago. Last night. Ah, I even woke up this morning. I was like, God damn. Living with another person is some deep things. How do you it guys is, navigate your challenges? It is difficult. So, again, like I said, the one thing that we learned on literal day one of our marriage is that we need to communicate. The honeymoon thing so shook at me. One. But yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> we need to talk more to each other. We need to be open. We need to create safe spaces within our home. Mm-hmm. And and again, that can also be difficult because we we can go to we can go through moments where I'm so busy, he is so busy, mm-hmm. and we forget that we we need to actually come together and 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 talk about stuff that isn't oh my god my boss is such a dick or oh my god i am struggling with this people or this paper or this and this mm-hmm. and that um but we need that's how we've managed to to keep it going up until now i don't know i don't know what the future looks honestly it's it's marriage and and being in the same space with another person is something that um morphs quite a lot and cuz you grow and you, you change yeah. and i'm 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 in therapy now and i i keep getting learning things about myself that is not even in that space so i have to bring it in that space mm. and it's mm, it's rough okay actually you know what i had like a whole list of questions in like a proper <laughs> order but you disrespect my order ne? because i did want to ask you about the therapy yeah. thing because like i also just want to note on this podcast that you need to go listen to the padded cell because like just need to go and do the things and you need to give us more episodes I and need things. To, I do. Yeah, I do. I've just dragged you for filth. I hope by the time this chucks, you've given us more episodes. I will. Thank I'm working you. on it. Right? So because now you've brought up mental health and like mental health within the context of a relationship and that growth, right? Has going back to therapy helped or has it like hindered because like not hindered but like shaken up your relationship in ways because i know for me there's a lot of ways in which especially the beginning of therapy <gasps> it was just bringing flames because now i'm realizing all these things i'm sometimes struggling with the things i'm realizing yeah. but yeah like what's it been like for you it's shaken things definitely mm-hmm. it has definitely shaken things um and i have been in therapy now for the last consistently really 
for the last two, three years, mm-hmm. um, just before the pandemic. And then the pandemic happened and we went online and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, it has shaken things. And the reason why it's shaken things is because you get into a relationship with someone and and you have preconceived mo- notions about how that's going to be. And mm-hmm. then you talk and then you're like, okay, so maybe my notions were a bit wrong, but we're here in the same space. And then you start finding things, especially in therapy, you start finding thing, um, finding out things about yourself and, and, and having to unlearn some of those things that you had, you know, that way implanted into you in, mm. in childhood and you know we're Kenyan so we know the things that, that yeah no, we're, know. we've got a nice <laughs> a, a, a nice toolkit that we've There's, been given of how to move through the world yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. and then you know you came into that relationship with those in mind mm-hmm. and then you get into therapy and and you start realizing that maybe maybe this is not how I need to see the world mm-hmm. and you see the world in a different way and um and and also just you know using the the tools that you're given in therapy yes and 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 using them to navigate your world it really does shake things it because does. the other person is not in the same room with you in therapy and they shouldn't be but they're not mm. and they're not going through the journey that you're going of of finding out about yourself mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. learning about who you are mm-hmm. and of changing things that in your mind may have been okay, but having learned that you shouldn't be accepting other things, you know, things yeah. come out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it has shaken things a little bit. Uh, but again, it's all about, you know, finding those things out, coming back to the room and, and the room being our safe space and going, you know what, this came up in my therapy session. You don't have to say everything. You don't. Um, you don't have to basically give a rundown of how your therapy session went. But, hey, this came up in my therapy session. Let's talk about it. Mm. And sometimes we talk about it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we leave a, a gap between that and then fire. And then fire happens. <laughs> Yeah. Yo. So it's it's it can be quite difficult. It can be. Yeah. So like, would you guys ever do the thing like? Because what we did, especially um, the more I, so guys, non-monogamy will show you your own ass, right? Mm. So I ended up back in therapy because of an ex situationship. Guys, that's how deep that shit got. That bitch put me back in therapy. I hadn't been in therapy Jesus. for a year. Homie. <laughs> hello, hallelujah, hello. And like, so I realized like a lot of things in therapy that then ended up with us going to couples therapy. Okay. Right? So like what are your thoughts on couples therapy? I think it's it's important. Mm-hmm. We haven't done it. You haven't done we've it. We've talked about it. Um we've talked about it. And I mean you know the, the thing about therapy and the thing about mental health and the thing about even talking about mental health is that stigma around um if you're in therapy, then you must have a problem. Then it you. must be like a deep, yeah. deep problem. Yeah. yeah. And then when you talk about couples therapy... Oh, like, you guys must be on the verge of breaking yeah. up. It's, but we really, give it a year. Let's give it a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it really isn't that. It's really about um, aligning yourselves with each other. Yes. That's what couples therapy is about. That's what I think it is about. We haven't done it yet, but we have been talking about it and it's something that I believe in because, yo... Like the mind is not something to be played with. It really and then, isn't. And then you get a mind that is it becomes like a hive in a relationship, hey? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is actually such a brilliant phrase. Like this relationship hive mind. Yeah. 
Dega. Like, and now you're just there. And when you align, you know, because you know, like, especially if you've been together for a while, yeah. you can see a couple that's been together for a while. They kind of think alike. Like, they, they even move socially quite, like, you know, you can see them when they're out as a couple. You're yeah. like, oh, you can see, oh, okay, they've looked at each other and it's time to go home. And all it is is a look. But then when it doesn't quite gel, it's like it's like two cars scraping exactly. past each other. And like, because now with us, when we went to couples therapy, we were actually in a really good space, mm. right? And we were like, look, because she's like, okay, no, you're doing a lot of work. And um, obviously there's a lot of changes, like the way you mentioned mm. with being in therapy. And though we were having our hiccups, but like we didn't have anything like big, big mm. that, you know, because you know, there's sometimes those things that are in therapy that then take up four weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah and like, and you're like, hey, but we've been doing this for like, and we went through a phase like we we actually used to joke after therapy that had we gone in 2018, mm. we would have spent a year talking about one thing because we had the one thing that all we did was fight about and it was a person and we just opened up our relationship. Right. And we were not the best at non-monogamy. No, it was 2016, 16, 17. Mm. We're not the best. And we know had we gone during that time, we would have spent the whole time talking about non-monogamy. But like this time when we went, we were able to talk about finances. We were able to talk about, you know, why like um, Sipu might be like a bit hesitant to have kids. Like we were able to like fine tune a lot of things. And I remember when I told people that we were in couples therapy, the look on their faces was like, oh. And then the sadness, like, oh. oh shame. Shame, hey? So have you started packing yet? Or what's yep. the vibe? So like, so why the hesitation with you guys? Is it just you haven't found the time? Or is it you don't feel it's the time? Or I told you I'd ask you obscene questions. I love it. it, it it's not really a hesitation caused by the actual going for couples therapy, mm-hmm. it's a timing thing. A timing thing. And it's a timing thing because you know how I know it's a timing thing? It's because I really hate therapy. <laughs> um, Are you going through that uh, fuck therapy phase? Yes, I have. Like, you know, just the thought of going into therapy is, nah, God, I don't want to go to you this do, session. But you know you have I to. I know I have to. I don't want to go into this session. And then, again, like that whole hive mind thing mm-hmm. that, you know, the two of us have to be in a headspace that we can both go and say, okay, this is the person we've identified. Um, let's do our first session. Mm-hmm. And it's really about taking that first step. Because um, our first step we, is actually yeah. one of the hardest it ones, is. eh? It really is. Even for my own therapy, taking that first step into saying, you know what, I actually need to to go speak to someone. Mm. That was the most difficult thing. And because it, it's hard but, yeah, to admit you need really, help. And but it takes time. Mm. It takes time for you to 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 admit to yourself that you need help mm-hmm. and to actually reach out to somebody else. Yes. So for us to admit to ourselves that you know we actually do need to talk about some things mm-hmm. that maybe in our little safe space we can actually resolve some of the issues. We can talk about finances, we can talk about kids. Uh, we can talk about many things, but there are some things that we need somebody else, another perspective or mm-hmm. somebody else to give us those tools to work things out together. So that particular headspace, that hive mind space that we need to get into, we haven't got there yet. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we're already talking about the fact that we we could benefit from it. That's a, that's an important first yeah. step. Yeah. That's the first step. That is, that's yeah. actually the true first yeah. step. It's yeah. not stepping into that... 
Yeah, because like even just like sitting in that first initial session as a couple, you sit there and it's I'm awkward. I'm dreading it. Yeah, no, I do dread it. Everyone's trying to put on airs because everyone low-key wants the therapist to like them. Yeah. Because if the therapist <laughs> picks a favorite, yeah. then they can be like, then you hope that you win therapy. Yeah. Especially when conflict comes up. Like, no, I'm just, I'm competitive like that. I just... Oh, and win therapy. I'm like, I just, like, sometimes it took, I think it took me three months to stop trying to win therapy. Like, win my own private therapy. Because I was like, my therapist needs to think that I'm funny and just damaged enough. Babe, I did the same thing. <laughs> you know my social media. It's all fun, 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 yeah. fun. I did the same thing in therapy and the therapist looked at me, actually said to the, this to me, actually. He said, you're not trying to impress me. <laughs> right? your, wait, your therapist called you out? <laughs> Which is, why, which is why I like him. I, I, yeah, that's why I like him. <laughs> the fact that he can call me out and I look at him, I'm like, okay, let's end this now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I love that for him. He was just like, you're not trying to impress me. No. Like, had to call you out and be like, bruh, this is, this, is not, this is not Mr. Therapy, Yo. like, <laughs> 2022, the I had pageant. A session, I had a session once <laughs> in therapy that I talked about Doctor Who the entire time. The whole? The whole session. Like, who doctor this went into this, you know. You, you just know, talked about Doctor talk, Who. About Doctor Who. You paid somebody money to talk about Doctor Who. Which I could have done online. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm right. like, why did you just go online? <laughs> but but it was an important session for me because I really needed to not talk about anything. I really needed to not talk about my issues. I really needed to not talk about them but acknowledge that they're there. Yeah. Don't know if that makes it any yeah, sense. Yeah, like like you know that this is a space where you can bring it. Yeah. And there's the potential yeah. and there's the there's the room. Yeah. But I'm not going to take this space. Maybe I I'll take it next week. Doctor. Maybe I'll take it in the last 5 minutes. Yeah. I've I've done that at oh, one yeah. point. Like just up down left right and then in the last 5 minutes I'm like this is actually what I'm struggling with. Anyway, bye, bitch. <laughs> I'm like this I don't need. Yeah. This I go. don't need. Okay, so what like, so when you first started therapy, was it like a specific thing or was it just like life was feeling overwhelming? Because I think a lot of people have have that moment where like you you feel you should go to therapy, but you're not, not that you're not sure, but like what was the first step for you? Like that in that initial time, because now you say you've been going consistently. Right? Yeah. Uh, this sounds like an episode of Padded Cell, so I'm going to just take it and own it as Padded Cell. Oh, no, yeah, no, please. Like, Leon will send you the recording. Just awesome. be like, we'll, we'll call it a crossover episode. It's a crossover episode. It's a crossover episode. <laughs> yes, it is, baby. What led me to, to going to therapy? It was a combination of many, many things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I had only been married two years, so one might say, was getting married that caused you to go to therapy. <laughs> that, but, no, relationshiping will put you in therapy. Relationshiping will because it 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 again it's it's another person's perspective on your life that is constantly in your face, mm. and you're like, oh, is that really me? Bru- oh my god, yeah, woo! Being with somebody else will really show you who you are. Hey, you're really? like, I need help. They're like, you're um, like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Last yeah. time I checked, this was no. You even look behind you to be like. 
Who the fuck is this? There was that. There was um, the fact that there was, you know, the feedback that I was getting from being in a relationship with Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was a, a whole bunch of um, uh, trauma that I needed to deal with. Um, from my dad leaving um, to just having to take care of the family mm-hmm. and and all that that I hadn't actually dealt with, um, because it's always the it's idea always as it's, it's your role anyway. Born you're the first, and yeah. you're and you're male. How? Yeah. What do the you male mean? Firstborn. The male firstborn. So of there course, was, that yeah. was supposed to be your role. Oh, you know what? Yes, it was. You know, yeah. that's that's how society why must, is. You know, why must anyone ask you if you're okay? Why? Yeah, no one asked if I was okay. So it was a whole bunch of that mm-hmm. dealing with that, but it was also uh, um, I also dealt with quite a lot of depression and anxiety and uh, suicidal thoughts that I I had to deal with again. Mm-hmm. Um, um, having had suicidal thoughts when I was in my teens, um, growing up as a gay person in Kenya, and mm. um, and being outed in the Kenyan media, and a whole bunch of things. So, yeah, it got to a point where, and I, I will say this actually, mm-hmm. give credit where it's due, it was that feedback while relationshiping that mm-hmm. made me decide, you know what, I actually do need to see someone. And you do need that support and that help. Yeah. And and the support and help uh, does not have to come from your partner and shouldn't come from your partner. Yeah, actually, because there is a lot to hold. I think it's that that notion that we have societally where your partner must be your be all end all. They must be your best friend. They must be your therapist. They must be your financial advisor. You know, they must be the person you bounce ideas on. Like, oh my gosh. Guys, it takes a village. Even when you're grown, it takes. A village. It absolutely does. And it, God, you know how much pressure it is to think about another person's well-being mm-hmm. and decide mm-hmm. and, and, and say, without me, that person's well-being is not going to be taken care of. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. That's on a person. lot of pressure. Yeah. But people be in these streets, like, just wanting to put all of this pressure on, like, this one mm-hmm. person and just... Yo, and like, cause, cause even like when I when I tell people I'm like, well, I'm like in therapy and stuff. They're like, oh, but aren't you and Sipu close? And I'm like, y- yes, but like, what what do you want Sipu to do? I'm like, you want Sipu to hold my traumas. No, I'm like, you can't no. have somebody else holding because it's not fair on them. It's not fair on them. And yeah. the thing is, your traumas come up anyway yeah. in a relationship, right? And that's also I I don't know whether it's the same for you, but like when we fight. That's when we really see like all of the all of the past, all of the things that are embedded. Mm. Like, cause even like one of the the it's so meta, but one of the arguments we have about our arguments is the way we argue. Okay. Does that make sense? It right. It does actually. <laughs> so that's one of the arguments we have. Whereas, like, cause with B, um, cause we both grew up in homes where people were. Flash angry, right? Yeah. One minute, everyone's fine. Next minute, you know, there's always that one person. For me, it was my stepdad who used to pop off. And he was too big to be popping off. He was a six foot plus white man who used to be in like the Israeli army or something. Yo. You are not the one in this house to be popping off. Let Leave it to the little Kenyan lady <laughs> in the corner who's bare five foot nothing and yeah. skinny, right? That's the one who... But like, so... And then she had like her mom and her... her so like... Sometimes the way we'd argue, we'd like mirror those like 
like that, those flames right. and then we have arguments about the fact that we mirror those flames because we should be trying should be growing and now this is the same person you also want to hold those exact same traumas right. and be it's, your therapist yeah. it really Guys, isn't fair it's not fair it's not fair in our partners and I know people do this a lot we we, we rely on our partners for mental health well-being mm. which is really it's really it's not, not fair. Yeah, and like and I get that not everyone can afford a therapist yeah. and not yeah. everyone can afford those but like I feel like this the, we need to find ways especially within the queer community, right? of holding our traumas and not cuz also can we talk about how we just stay re-traumatizing each other, hey? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> like what a wow. Like yeah. you know that hurt people hurt yeah. people thing. Yeah. Fam. Hurt people, hurt people. That's true. So true. That is so true. Like, I don't even know. So, like, you with all the work you do, how, like, I'm going to ask, like, a very big question. And I'm basically asking you to solve world peace. What What can we do as the queer community? Because, like, <laughs> like yeah, I, like, what do we do? Because we're also, because even in these activist spaces. Oh, yeah. In the streets, talking at the UN, na, 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 na. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, do you know how many, like, queer activists... Who are doing bodily autonomy work? Who I know have put their hands on their partners. Oh yeah, I've uh, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't even know where to start with that question. Like, like where do you even because start? Because it's it's so heavy. But in my mind's eye, also very simple. Mm. And the simplicity of it is is something that not everyone has. It's empathy, really. Mm. Um, do you need to Google that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why it's up to you, I don't know. But, yeah, no, sometimes empathy. I do have to Google between empathy and sympathy. I have yeah. to just pause and be like, wait. Wait, which one am I talking about? Which one am I talking about, yeah. yeah. But it is empathy. It's really uh, putting ourselves, especially in the queer community, putting ourselves in the other person's shoes. Mm. Not everyone has a capability of doing that. Not everyone is as empathetic as the next person. Mm. But I think if we if we if we are empathetic, if we always think that my actions are going to affect the other person in a certain way mm-hmm. and we put ourselves in that person's shoes and think how would I feel if those same actions were done, done to me? Mm-hmm. I think the world would be a better place. It would be a better place. But we don't do that. We 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 are in spaces. We talk about uh, you were talking about bodily autonomy and and we we are in spaces where we do we we speak about these things and then we go back home and we put our hands on our partners and 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 you know all that. Mm-hmm. How does that impact not only your partner but the people that you're speaking to? Yeah. And the speaking the people that you're speaking for. So I think it's it's really about empathy and that's that's that would be my solution to world peace. World peace. <laughs> like you're like and, and thank you. I also would love to thank my mom and I believe in world peace. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Peace. Oh my gosh. Okay, no, it's Does it make sense though? It does make sense. It does make sense. It feels like the heart version of each one teach one. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't read the Bible much. Um, actually, I have read the whole Bible once and 
toys oh, and you you've yeah. been through it the whole oh, yeah. thing did you uh, do that was, thing in Kenya? That's was, the, seven, the seven years thing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Am I the I was, only was, Kenyan who hasn't done that? <laughs> <laughs> I was in Sunday school for seven years. <laughs> and I read I the Bible. I, I love you though. I did an exegesis of the Bible even before I knew what the word exegesis means. Damn. Um, okay, now that's a word I am going to Google. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the one phrase in the Bible that I live by mm-hmm. is do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. That's a very simple one. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll it'll cure a lot of your problems. Exactly. Because you're like, do I really want this done to me? No, not not just just do I really though. Yeah, yeah. Do I really though? Yeah. And no, you see here I was I know you don't respect my questions because my final question to you was going to be like, what advice do you have for the quiz? That I'm just like <laughs> what else can you give them but that? What else can you give them but that? Ah. I have something. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, tell the queers. Because, you know, you and me, we love to talk about how we're older queers. I know. Right? We've earned our stripes, though. We uh, have. We have earned our stripes. We Fucking have. hell. I have something for the queers. Oh, give the queers the things. Be sex positive. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and that's really will, helpful for my podcast. It will solve a whole lot of your problems. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, also, you got to go listen to the episodes where I explain what sex positivity is. <laughs> go find the Eliana episode. I explain what sex positivity is. There you go. So they must be sex positive. Yeah. I think it will solve... That and empathy will solve world peace. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah. You know what? We are going to crown you Miss Gay. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> Sex positivity and empathy. And and I think the reason for that is mm-hmm. the sexual repression that we have as a queer community mm-hmm. needs to change. We, it really fucking that's, needs to that's change. That's the really, that's the huge plot twist about the queer community. We're overly sexualized whilst being quite repressive. Repressed. Yeah, like, mm, yeah, mm. there you go. <laughs> be sex positive. So be empathetic and, sex and positive. Sex positive. People. And non-heteronormative. Yes, guys. Yeah, we're Stats not for studs. Yeah. What? What? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Stats yeah. for studs. Yeah, exactly. That's actually what it boils down to. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Oh my god, I Have love I you. Have I respected your questions? Yes. Also, thank you for coming back. You're welcome. Oh. Happy to be back. And I'm glad that we've done the crossover episode. This is a lovely crossover episode. Leon will say, Leon, you must send the things. Has Leon (laughs) absconded again? Leon always leaves the studio. You can't, you can't. Oh, you're there. I was just about to talk shit about you. Okay, we're done (laughs) now. So as we said in the podcast, your person cannot be your everything, but there are ways you can support someone who is going through a deep, deep mental time and in this case we're just going to zero in on depression but please know there are different mental health things that you can deal with different mental health issues that folks can deal with so please 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 do your research this is not like a blanket thing also i as one of my favorite podcasts says i am not a licensed therapist and she says this like in the same tone in the same way at the same point that's not the point first We're going to zero in on depression. And so the first thing you need to do is learn the signs of depression, right? And the symptoms. So depression signs and symptoms can vary from person to person. And they can include feelings of sadness, tearfulness, emptiness, or hopelessness, angry outbursts, irritability, or frustration, even over small matters. 
loss of interest or pleasure in most or all normal activities such as sex, hobbies, sports, reading, hiking, sitting in the grass, whatever it is, the person just loses interest, insomnia or sleeping too much, tiredness and a lack of energy. So even small tasks take effort. I want to pause right now with this because I recently engaged with somebody, um, one of my classmates, and this was actually one of the symptoms, but it manifested in a way that it almost made it seem like they were being dizzy. So like we were in a very stressful time as like a group during a group project. And me and my other group mate were like, why are you suddenly so dizzy? Why are you so dizzy? And then we found out later that they were actually sliding into a depressive episode. So please. Yeah. So this is one of the things. So tiredness and a lack of energy, um, changes in appetite, reduced appetite and weight loss or increased cravings for food and weight gain. Anxiety, agitation or restlessness, slow thinking, speaking or body movements, feelings of worthlessness or guilt, fixating on past failures or blaming yourself for things that aren't your responsibility, trouble thinking, concentrating, making decisions and remembering things, frequent or recurrent mention of death, suicidal thoughts, suicide attempts or suicide, unexplained physical problems such as back pain or headaches. So as you can see that there are a number of symptoms and there are a number of indicators that somebody could be depressed or even you yourself could be going through a depressive episode. So just watch out for that, track that, you know, like mental health is such a tricky thing. So now the next part of that I wanted to talk about is what to do when it comes to supporting. So now supporting somebody who is going through a difficult time in terms of mental health can be heavy. It can be, I know I say a lot of things are tricky. Life is tricky, guys. Like life is really tricky, but it can be heavy. It can be tricky. And also sometimes you cannot know what to do. So here are some things that you can do, right? Number one, research. I found this to always be the most helpful thing. Research as much as you can about that particular mental health thing. Like find out what you can in terms of like the way I said, symptoms, but also in terms of like, you know, triggers and things like that. There is a lot more information on the internet than there was like years ago. Like so many more people, even on, if you're, if you don't want articles, even like Instagram posts, like they're not the depth, right? But there's so much mental health information, like even on just social media. Some people are bare nonsense, but some people are really doing the work. Um, so also another way you can support the person outside of research is encouraging them to get help, right, outside of you, right? Encouraging them if the means and if there's access, encouraging them to seek some form of professional help and professional support, right? Same way if somebody had the flu, you'd encourage them to go to the doctor, right? Encourage them to go see someone. So the next one is giving positive reinforcement. This one is so important because when people are going through a depressive episode, there's a lot of ways in which there are feelings of worthlessness. There's feelings of being a burden on someone. So giving positive reinforcement will really help because people who are in the in the grips of depression are judging themselves harshly and they find fault with everything they do. So if you're there cheering them on, being like, I'm here for you, you're doing great, even waking up in the morning is amazing, you showered today, it's amazing, you couldn't shower today, that's fine, you're still a superstar, just give positive reinforcement. The next one, a little bit difficult, realize that suicide is a risk, right? 
Um, understanding that there could be a suicide risk when it comes to depression is also important. Something to look out for, something to even in, as yourself personally hold, but do remember that it is a risk. Um, make time to lend an ear, just to listen, just to give them space, because sometimes people just need to talk. Um, be willing to listen and make time for the person. Also, please be patient with them. It's not a one-time engagement where it's like, I listened to you last week Saturday. Are you not good now? We debriefed this. Is you not good? No, you need to be patient. And the support's not going to just be a one-time thing. It will be a recurring thing. Another one that's really lovely, make plans together. Sometimes it's just about getting the person out of their, even if it's not their physical space, but their mental space, right? So, you know, make plans together, like invite them to watch a movie or go over and have a movie night, invite them to take a walk or something that they used to like to do, or even just like Go and sit with them randomly. Like, let's go sit in your garden. Let's go sit on your balcony. You know, let's read a book together. But, like, having a hobby or activity that you could, that they previously enjoyed or that you could enjoy together will really help. In all ways, shapes, and forms, please try and create a less stressful space. Um, if you are getting stressed by supporting them, maybe remove yourself from the situation a little bit so you don't bring that stress as well. Like... They, they've already got so much going on. They've, there's always so many, there's already so much heaviness. So you bringing a less stressful vibe is so key. And the last one that is so important that we always forget as people who are acting as caregivers to somebody else is take care of yourself. You really cannot pour from an empty cup. You 100% cannot pour from an empty cup. So if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not sitting there and being like, okay, cool, I need a break right now, or I need to go and do something for myself right now. Because you can very easily drown in taking care of a loved one, be it mental health, be it uh, a physiological thing in the body. Um, you can drown being a caregiver. And one of the things that people don't talk about a lot because we're all supposed to be selfless out in these streets is that you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yeah. Yeah, guys, it's it's real out here. And there's a lot of people struggling and I'm just sending so much light and love. And also I am saying that this is basically life. And I am your host, Tiff Mugo, telling you to calm your tits. Because actually, you know, sometimes life is that serious, hey? It really is. <laughs>